One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can wish for it, or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Coriel. So excited to be presenting my very first In Studio with Co. show. We are celebrating our fourth year anniversary, y'all. We ain't new to this. We are true to this. Uh, four years of sharing untold success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs, and we have another boss in the building. This episode is brought to you by Work, Pray, Slay Weekend, which returns to ATL October 31st through November 3rd. For details on how you can attend the biggest and baddest women's weekend of the year, be sure to log on to workprayslay.com. Okay, so I got my girl Megan in the studio. This is a very special episode because it's the very first in-studio episode. And me and Megan go way back, right? So I can't even, I'm not even going to run down like her bio or, you know, like her professional um, credentials. We got to go back to 2003, August, arriving on the campus of Tennessee State University. Megan and I ended up in the same freshman dorm. Megan was the girl that did hair on what, the second floor? I was the girl that did nails on the third floor. Listen, we was in there hustling, okay? And so Megan did my very first quick weave ever in life. And sewing. You were were actually. All of it. You were the first sewing I have ever done. We go way back, y'all. Isn't that crazy? It's it's crazy. I've probably done like a million, and you were number one. It's so crazy that. We've experienced those first, but then the very first time I did a professional photo shoot, Megan's my model. Like, Megan's my cover girl way yeah. back when. So, I thought it would just be special for my very first in-studio with Co to bring back my girl, Megan. So, before we get into this show, we just talked about Workplace Lay, which everyone has to be at this October 31st through November 3rd. But I always talk about how it's the biggest and best 
I'm a little biased. It's my baby. You attended Workplace Play last year um, as a vendor. Yes. So we always have, aside from just you know trying to inspire and empower our guests, we also like to have opportunities yes. for entrepreneurs to be able to display their businesses, boost their brand, um, and support one another because that's yes. what it's all about. So real quick, what was your experience like as a vendor and just being in the space? Because you were there to make money, but yes. you still got to experience the um, magic. First and foremost, it was beautiful. And it was grand. I mean, I was utterly shocked when I walked into that audit, into the auditorium. Shocked, but I mean, I knew you and I knew the power of what you do. Like when Corio says she's going to do something, she does it. It ain't no half stepping. It ain't no if ands. So walking there as a vendor, I was like, Wow, like it was really amazing. And I think my favorite part was meeting women from all over the country. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like people literally flew in just for this weekend to Atlanta. And I met women for, from all over, mm -hmm. you know. And so that just shows the power of your connection, the power of workplace Presley. Um, so kudos to you because Thank I you. met people, you know, just from all over. I was like, girl, you came here? She was like, yes. Listen, like, from Curacao. I yes. still don't know where that is, y'all. Don't judge me. I'm going to look it up for real this time. But the crazy thing about, um, or not even the crazy thing, the most beneficial thing I think about these events and conferences is just being in the room, being in I the space and connecting. Honored. Just every hue of woman, I felt like, Wow, like this is really dope. Did you make see. some money? I made tons of money. Okay, I, made, made I did. Money. I made great money. Um, I learned a lot. I mean, the panels were great. Um, it was awesome. I mean, everything was just beautiful. The setup was gorgeous. It so they great. need to be there, basically. Yes, totally, totally. com. be there. Okay, so we're going to talk about, um, this is not a traditional Confessions of a Workaholic episode, right? So we're going to get into your story, you sharing your untold success secrets. But first, we got to have a little conscious conversation. Okay. So I wanted, to, I wanted to get my Wendy Williams hot topics on. Okay. But I'm all about empowerment and doing things that are beneficial, having valuable conversations. So this is a little mess mixed but, with a message. Yes, ma'am. Okay? okay, so... Your thoughts. Yes. Megan Monroe, her take. 2020 presidential campaign. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the candidates have been going on The Breakfast Club. We, mm -hmm. That's where people like you and I, well, I don't know. You probably I do. I watch it all the People time. like me, I follow. We watch it. On, I only shop. see it through Breakfast Club, right? Yeah. So everybody's going on Breakfast Club talking about their positions. I want to know your take on, are you participating, first of all, in the, if, in the election, are you participating? Because everybody has different. Some people say we shouldn't even vote anymore. Some people say we need any black person that we can get oh, in the office. Some no. people say we need to go with whoever has the best, you know, miss, mission and message. I personally, this is my take. I personally feel like I need some something that's tangible in yes. my hand that, that is going to benefit me as a black woman, as a future black mother who's going to have black sons. Like I need something that's going to benefit me. And having witnessed having a black president that didn't necessarily, and not even necessarily, he did not have not. one um, uh, initiative for black people specifically, not yes. something that happened to benefit us as well, but anything specifically for us. I think that that um, was just disappointing. Yeah. So moving forward, and with our current circumstances, like, yeah. we're not even going to speak the name, I mean, but with... We, I think we should prepare for the worst mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I do believe we will be here another four years. 
It's just the honest to God truth. I mean, and we, I why the sooner that we can be real and honest and authentic in our thoughts? Yes, we have hopes. Yes, we have dreams. Um, Cause them, can I say the whites? The white they they don't play, <laughs> and they will be out in the same droves, if not more. The and I summer. and I don't know if the. The, the the black representatives that we see coming forth have it. They yet. don't have it, ma'am. So Corey from they don't have doesn't it. have it He don't yet. have it. Um, Kamala, Kamala, her record can't get with it. Kamala doesn't have it yet. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind seeing Joe Budden. I mean, I said Joe, Joe Budden. Budden. <laughs> Joe Biden, 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 Biden. Hell no, not Joe Biden. No, I wouldn't mind seeing Joe Biden if he's willing to run. You know, I think we would be comfortable. I, I'm not sure if I'm 100% with him either because he's done some questionable things right. within mm-hmm, his past, especially, mm-hmm. you know, with the Anita Hill and everything. So um, I just want to wait and see as we whittle down to, you know, the Getting Democratic and see what it's going to be. But, um, I mean, I think we should just be prepared. Do you think reparations is is ever in our lifetime going to be a real no, legitimate conversation? Honestly, the things that we want to see happen aren't going to happen until those that put them in place fix them. So we can't fix that. Mm. I don't believe that we'll be able to fix that until the powers that be see the problem with it and see it in enough problems to fix it, then we should just move on. I mean, every other ethnicity that has been wrong in some way has received reparations at this point from all of them all of them except for us Mm -hmm. i think our focus needs to be unification i think our focus needs to be um materializing and getting concrete plans for what we want collectively but until we can do that and until those in the powers that be recognize that that's a thing, then I don't think it's going to happen. So if you feel like we're going to get another four years of this, are you participating? Is it worth I our time? You're going to be out there is. holding a sign? Okay. No, I'm not going to hold a sign. Okay. I'm going to just politely go to my local place and vote like okay. I did last time and just, you know, I, I think we should do our part, you know, but I can't say. I don't. I so don't. this is my question, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I'm not going to participate. My I'm deciding. I'm seeing what's happening, you know. But my question is, or the thing that I think about is, um, there's like a quote that says, you won't send your kids, you can't get therapy from the same person that abused you, Yeah, basically. So if we are participating in an election for a country that was built on our backs for our downfall, will we ever win? Um, I think we will. And I think we have to put, again, slavery, you know, well, Jim Crow just ended 50 years ago. My grandmother was the first black woman on her college campus. So we're not that far out of institutionalized racism. Mm -hmm. It's not that long ago, you know, for us. So if we were there for 400 years, I think it's going to take us probably 400 years to get back to where we were. But um, so we're just doing it to say we did it. No, I think it's progress. Mm -hmm. And I think every little step counts. You're a Libra, right? I am. Libra, you, you see the big picture. And it's little drops in the bucket that get us to that point. And we have to be willing to gruel it out and stick it out. I think that there are smaller things that we can do. I think we're forgetting the lessons that our grand- grandparents taught us. And we're forgetting the things that, you know, came up with us. And we need to get back to that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Another thing we need to get back to. Ooh, that's, that's a smooth segue, y'all. One thing that I feel like we need to get back to that is worth our time for real, for real. The black family. Yes, ma'am. The black family and the black family structure and everybody's been talking about R. Kelly, right? So we got to throw R. Kelly in the mix. However, my conversation about the R. Kelly foolishness is this. I feel like the root of all of this mess, which is not just the R. Kelly thing, it's a 
uh, a system. Like these uncles and all of our families are doing these things that are just going under the rug, swept under the rug. You even know, if even if you know about it, you don't talk about it. Well, this is the thing with us that like what I was saying. You know, until we unify and come together then we're going to constantly be in chaos and disarray and it's going to be turmoil because I can't fight for you if you're getting paid off and you accept the payoff and then mm-hmm. you're quiet, you know? So that's one side of it. The one thing I haven't heard talked about with this issue is the way I view it is this is like a pimp and prostitute situation. I think mm. these women are being manipulated in a prostitute kind of way. I've been racking my brain like how can a young woman get into this and then stay in this. And after watching all the YouTubes and wah, 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 I'm like, hmm, okay. So if there are older women around, older women could make me possible. Cause I've, I've heard that there are older women surrounding, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the madams, the madam. So if it was an auntie, like, come on, baby, you know, we all done had to do something strange. Then it's like, okay, I might have a piece of change. Yeah. You know, then I might could do it. But I think what we have to talk about is our obsession with wanting nice things and what mm, we're exa- willing to do for those. Listen, nice exactly. And I think we haven't talked about that. The conversations. It's all about the conversation. I feel like the cure for the culture is having these conversations Yeah, and- because these things are happening I, you know, everyone that's connected to everyone knows yeah. somebody that's been affected by a situation similar to this. And so until we start having these conversations as a family, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about saving the world. I'm talking about getting myself together yes. so that when I have a daughter, yes. I can have these conversations and, and with and her. I and that's where it starts. What you have built here and what we are building and what we're showing is that, baby, you don't got to do that exactly. to get the bag. You can get your own bag. And that's what I feel like. You know, Is for so r- long we've mm-hmm. come up, especially in the 90s, it was wild, you know, like freak nigga and just, you, we don't have to do that no more. You don't have to do that. And so I feel like the women that kind of get caught up and that are there mm-hmm. in those type of situations, it's like, well, I want the money, I want the bags, I want the shoes, so I'm willing to do these things, you know? <sighs> And that is what I I was having a conversation with someone else about, you know, like, how could they get caught up in this? And then I'm thinking, I got homegirls that get caught up with way less, doing way more for way, you know, for way worse. worse. And so, you know, it's all about, you know, comfort and being kept. mm -hmm. And again, I know someone who told me, like, look, I knew I wanted older men because they would buy me, you Mm -hmm. know, buy me Mm -hmm. things. I didn't mind dating and lying about my age and doing all these type of things because they wanted because you knew what you wanted and it's all it all comes back to single wives club days that self-love that not being willing to settle for whatever somebody's willing to give you which brings me to number three your boy Furcha. what do he do you know he got another girl pregnant and this is my question i'm not mad if you but listen me either because at this point whose fault is it right But that is my question, which is why I started with the R. Kelly and these women who feel like this is what they need to accept. Mm -hmm. The women who are in Future's harem, their self-worth is pretty in the trash, too. It's all nuanced. You got to put it in perspective. Like, what type of strange are we? (laughs) Listen. (laughs) You know. But you are willing to. I'm not saying that they're going to live a bad life. I'm not saying that they are horrible, terrible people. What I'm saying is you are willing to birth a baby that you know is not going to have a full-time father going in. Okay. That in perspective, there are family structures that are built around, you know, a one man, and then there's several women. Is that any different in other countries? Where in is it any different? Yes, How? the difference is that's not our culture. No, if if that's what they, his. but if that's what they were doing, then what that's he, cool. But you know, going up to this was, man listen, that he is gonna go the go, and he, you gonna get what you get. He was denying this latest baby, which shows that it's could. not their culture. He's, 
They're not sister wives, bro. I got listen, if you want to be a sister wife, if you want to do that, that's totally on you. But when you are just willing to just be a side have your baby be a side baby. It's one thing if you want to be a side chick, but you want your baby. You to know be it's a, a lot side of stuff baby. out here. I, I, uh, okay, so let's move on. As long as we're not dealing with, you know, bodily fluids, you know. Let, you know R. Kelly's like oh yeah yeah you get what I'm saying so yeah. alright so moving on to black excellence y'all Megan and I met that wasn't a smooth uh, segue um, but Megan and I met on the campus of Tennessee State University Megan I want to find out from you why was it important for you from STL mm-hmm. to attend an HBCU so I St. Louis isn't heavily like HBCU driven but I had a cousin that went to TSU and my junior year my grandmother took me and two of my friends from high school pretty much on a tour she was like well y'all want to go see this college that college and TSU was our first stop and girl we happened to come to TSU during Delta week and I was like what I'm coming back people live like this like <laughs> they were partying the courtyard was the courtyard, popping yes. I was like oh yeah I don't even got to see nothing else exactly. I don't even have to see nothing else and that's how I ended up at Tennessee State. I applied to mostly HBCUs. Um, the high school that I went to, I was in the band and did the whole band thing. So I wanted to continue that. That experience. So, okay, so we went to Tennessee State University together. But what is your career, Megan? And I didn't introduce Megan because I wanted to build this into the conversation. So what do you, what do, you do? Tell the people what you do. I do many things. I'm an entrepreneur, yes. first and foremost. So I see opportunities and I explore those opportunities. But um, my trade, I am a hairstylist by trade. I own a hair salon. Then I have a hair company. Then I also have a boutique. Then um, I was a professional dancer. I was a professional NFL trainer. All at of one it. Point. Like, yeah. And you degreed up. But listen. Yes, ma'am. What was that conversation like? Because a lot of the conversations that I have on the podcast, I'm talking to women who have left a, a career where they're making a six-figure salary and then they take that leap of faith into the unknown and everybody around them is like, girl, are you crazy? But you came from college, mm-hmm. have a degree, mm-hmm. and then you decide to do hair. Well, I'll stop you there. Okay, stop me, girl. Get me together. <laughs> yes. I did not finish. Breaking news <laughs> on the Confessions of a Workaholic yes, podcast. Ma'am. So come my junior year, at this point at TSU, um, I've done hair. I'll just break, go back to where I started doing hair. I started doing hair in middle school. Okay. So I would do my teachers. I would do my friends, parents. They would all come get rises, micro braids. And so that was my hustle, you know, in college. And so come like my junior, senior year, I was noticing as people were graduating, which was really hard for them to get jobs. Like, mm-hmm. they were still broke, same thing. Um, so I went to Paul Mitchell. I went to Paul Mitchell to school in Nashville, and I said, let me take what I have here, and I know that I could flip this into six figures. And literally my first year out the gate, I did probably six figures, like maybe 150. I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> don't know where it went. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm saying that to say that there's so much pressure built up around that. I don't regret going to school because I made such long-term, you know, relationships, but I knew hair was going to do it instantly. Like, I don't need somebody for that. So what is your experience like versus your friends who finished Mm -hmm. and are in their career? What is, just from your, from your perspective, not, you don't have, don't tell nobody specifically, but but you know what they're going through or what their experience has been like versus um, yours. It was just important for me. I know me. Mm -hmm. I'm not conforming to 
corporate structures. I know I want to move how I want to move. I wanted to make mm-hmm. my own schedule. I wanted to wear what I wanted to wear. And a salon gave me that. I was able to be creative. I was able to, you know, have these type of conversations during work. And I knew that sitting in a desk somewhere, I would have to ask to use the bathroom. Like, I just, it wasn't even in my Richter scale. I felt like I was supposed to go to college. I felt like that was just, mm-hmm. we never had those conversations. It was just like, you going to school. Right. What it school is it going to be? Which, which school are you going it to? It wasn't an option. And so maybe had I had the option, I would have did it straight out of, of high school. But it was almost kind of frowned upon, like, oh, you went to a trade school? So what are you going to tell Vivian? Oh, she about to be a boss. Like, what's good? Like, we finna do this from the gate. Like, what can we get her in? And I just... I totally believe with parenting, like, looking to see what your kids are good at. Mm-hmm. Because every kid isn't a good student. Every kid isn't a good athlete. Every kid isn't going to produce or be the return on investment. Like, is this worth my investment? So I I tend to look at, like, are they gifted in this area, that area? It really doesn't matter to me. But I would, you know, wherever you want to go is where we're going to go. Are you going to pay for college? Hell no. Okay, I just want to get that out the way. Hell no. Okay, so you moved right on down here to the ATL. Worked in two poppin' salons. I did. Which is like the epitome for some people, right? Right? You know, honestly... Atlanta has been so good to me. It has. I've seen it. It's been so good. They don't owe me nothing. Like, they really let me come down here and turn up. Um, And it was really... I'm not going to say it was just smooth there was some figuring out to be Mm -hmm. done but I really just jumped out the gate and asked for what I wanted so this is what I want to ask you though having worked at two popping salons and now having your own well going to a suite now having your own Mm -hmm. how do you know when it's time to pivot because a lot of people a lot of people get comfortable within their business where they're used to doing this for five, they've been doing it like this for five years. Yeah. So year six, seven, eight, nine, ten, they're doing the same exact thing, even though they know in their heart that's not where they want to be. That's not mm-hmm. what they want to do. They know they're not comfortable, but they stay. So how do you know when it's time to pivot? And what do you tell yourself to get up the nerve to take that leap of faith to go from the yeah. suite to the salon or from um, the Okay, so for me, um, I just outgrew some spaces. And it was just kind of natural. Once my money allowed me to do mm-hmm. more, I was able to do more. So going from, I started at Salon Ramsey, went to Snob, and I just outgrew it. You know, there were things that I wanted to do that I couldn't come in there and control them people's stuff. I had ideas and these and this and this and this. And I really just, you know, one 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 way I was, and I can't talk about it without talking about my husband, I wasn't able to be me without him. Um, every step of the way, when I have a big idea and he'll see me thinking and he'll be like, I got you. And I was like going, I would say going from Ramsey to snob, it was a big price difference, you know, like, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And he was like, I got you. And luckily I honestly didn't need him, but he was there and it just helped Mm -hmm, me mm -hmm. feel, you know, like everybody needs a little support. And with us coming here with no family, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it without him. So even now, just every step of the way, you just have to plan it and account for the contingency of the contingency of the contingency. If this Mm -hmm, doesn't work, mm -hmm, then, mm -hmm. you know, what is it going to be? And I also want people to think about all the gifts you have in your bag, all the gifts you have in your bag. Somebody will pay for them. You know, and I'm the type of person and you're the type of person that will get out here and hustle by any means necessary. You know, so I'm willing to do what I have to do to be able to do what I want to do. I love it. So you mentioned your mans, right? What do you say to women who say they don't need a man, don't want a man? Being that 
you are in such a loving, happy relationship and you know the benefit of having that partnership. Yeah. You know, for me, um, to each his own. To each his own. I would never tell a woman. I think they lying. Well, I if think, you don't want a partner, maybe you don't want a man. Well, but you I think want everybody wants. I'm not going to say everyone needs, mm-hmm. but I think everybody wants to be loved and wants the companionship. You can't tell me I want to go to the movies and do all the things that couples get to do and build and grow. Like I said, it, it is a lot easier for me to move and do certain things because I have a partner, you know, and he balances me out in ways that I honestly I would be. Got that Libra scale. <laughs> and y'all like he counts every penny every dime whereas i'm like "Ooh, what's that i'll buy that you know so it's a good balance but to the women who don't want it don't want it i just know for me it was it was something i saw my grandparents until one you know till they're dead like they are together and i saw the family and the structure and what their kids were able to do and i knew if i were ever going to have kids that's the way i'm going to do it so for the women who do want it but think maybe it's not possible to have it all feel like they have to choose between do i go after the career right now or do i make time for a relationship how you do both i mean you're just you just be honest i mean everybody has to live you know so Mm -hmm. i don't think that the career would supersede your life your livelihood i don't think that we did anything that took away from you know me working or my job so it can be done 100 and if anybody says louder then just say i don't want that so okay i agree i totally agree um how important have relationships been to your career what kind of relationships um professional relationships oh extremely important extremely important um you are important I mean, when Coriel calls, okay, I'm there. Okay, I'm there. Because she shows up, you know. And I just literally had this conversation with a friend the other day. Like, you have all kinds of relationships. You have your friends. And then you have professional relationships that are extremely important Mm -hmm, to you. mm -hmm. Because you just never know who you're going to meet or who they know or who they know. So building professional, authentic relationships matter. I got to go back one time to your your relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you... Turn off the boss. It's How do you hard. turn off boss mode and get back into wife, oh, mommy I mode? I don't know. No advice. Okay. It's hard. I was looking for uh, a little You word. know what? Okay. I sat and talked with someone who always drops gems in my lap, and that's Niecy Nash. We went to dinner hey, one night. Niecy. I know. She's so just. Everything. <gasps> and I Such asked, good spirit. And oh I don't even know her in God. real life. Like, oh, my hey, God. She show. is so just. That's I don't like you, my auntie. And we had dinner, just me and her, and I asked her because she has children and she's everywhere and directing and acting and in this and on the cover of that. And then she just has this love life that is just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Right. And so I just like, how do you do it? How do you balance it? And she legit looked at me and said, you don't. And I'm like, wait, what? And she was like, you don't. She said, you know, you're you're here and you're on top and then these kind of then you get over there, and then that kind of drops. You just kind of go back and forth. But she said, I mean, to live and to be a human being, you can't be everything to everybody mm-hmm, all the time. Mm-hmm. So that whole idea of balance is like, you know, lies, fairy tales, and fallacies. You have so it's to, really prioritizing. It's prioritizing and knowing where to be at what time. You know, like mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. I know, okay, it's work over here, so this may, but I know when I get home, I might, uh-uh, and then... <laughs> Got to be in this dance class. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out, like, where you get what, where Who needs you at the moment? Yes. Okay, one question I've never asked on the podcast, and you my girl, so I, so I can ask you. I want to talk about trifling customers. Because we talk about customer service. We often talk about 
customer service with black businesses. But one thing that I never have had the platform, I guess, to talk about is the things you have to deal with as an entrepreneur. Oh, baby. Because between the disputed payments, the chargebacks, oh. the rude email, I mean, the crazy things on social media, how do you... And with you being in such a personal business, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you you all up in people's business when mm -hmm. you all up in their head. And you talking about everybody's business when you're in the salon. It's just what happens. Mm -hmm. How do you keep your professionalism when you, you know, have to be? I try to set it up before they get to me. And it's, we keep that down to a, oh, I'm sorry. We keep that down to a minimum. So, and I literally kind of talked about this earlier. Um, the way I carry myself, the way I conduct business, people just kind of know not to come to me crazy. Not saying that I've never dealt with craziness, but honestly, I, I really haven't. You know, I try to be prompt and just really honest. I try to set expectations kind of minimum mm -hmm. so that then when they do get the works, it's like, oh, my God. But oftentimes I find that we will overpromise and then people get upset and disappointed. So if the shipping time is this, I'm honest about that shipping time. Right. I don't lie about it. Look, sis, this is when it will get don't there. Don't order it, ma'am, if you or don't want to wait. Or if you order it, just know. And I try to communicate through that process. So, what you know, people usually get mad when you just get ghosts on them. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. so just – and I try to tell people I'm one person. I'm a human being. You know, I do have a few, few people that – um. I have a few people that help me, but at the end of the day, like I'm a small business and I'm just, I am honest. not Walmart. I want to post I'm that not, somewhere. Yeah, like, I'm you not have Walmart. to understand that you ordered it today. You're not going to have it tomorrow. And, also, and you might, you, you might, might. If, but that's why I you over, probably. like I under like, look, shipping is this to this. Right. And if you happen to get it within the day or two days, then hooray. But just understand that, you know, within us, navigating life and eating and sleeping you know then there's the business and everything after that but um honestly just being honest helps deal like cut back on that okay so last question and it's a doozy if you could write a recipe for success mm -hmm. that only includes three ingredients what Ooh. would they be and why <sighs> three ingredients okay so number one um this is hard because I'm very conflicted when it comes to entrepreneurship as I'm navigating through it. You know, I feel like we, us, we pursue our passions. And I don't necessarily know if that's always the right thing. Okay. I think a true entre entrepreneur would see an opportunity and be able to find that business structure and recreate that business structure from the top down. Regardless Whereas, or if, the, if they're regardless excited of about what it. what it is. And, you know, we know, of course, doing Shopify and podcasts, some folks could apply that to anything anything makeup hair kitchen whereas we're like no like go with what you love and we get attached to it and everybody may not have that same attachment you know so i would definitely say the one thing that we need to take is have a baseline something that you're good at that pays you and be really really good at it so you always okay, so you need a skill yes you need a skill set um a willingness to learn like you never stop learning um, that's one thing you always have to have with you. I'm learning every day, and I think the moment that you feel like you know it all is the moment that your business you lose probably it all. Mm -hmm. um, and the last thing is um, consistency. I mean, I think that's one of the hardest things to be is to show up with the same intensity every single time. And it's not easy, but I think those that do well are consistent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that would be my three things. I love it. So skill set, mm -hmm. 
Willingness to learn. And consistency. And consistency. Got it. Okay. Last little segment here. It's called Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. I'm going to give you an either or. You just got to pick one. Okay. It's real easy. You ready? Yes, ma'am. All right. So, cash money or no limit? Oh, I'm going to have to go with cash money because I went to all the cash money concerts. Ja Rule or 50 Cent? Oh. oh you fixed is... your lip to say 50. I Don't do it. I can't stand him, Don't but I, I watched that fire fest and I'm still mad at Ja Rule. <laughs> Bruh, get them people their money. But Ja Rule in his prime, come on. What is Shanti? No. I'm sorry. You're supposed to be Can answering. I say neither? Okay. okay. I'll take it neither. Um, Brandy or Monica? Brandy. I thought I was Brandy in the sixth grade. I wear micro braids and everything like her. I thought it was her. You, was, you was, girl. Um, TLC or Destiny's Child? Oh, my God. Why uh, would you do yeah, that? Yeah. I can't yeah. say. I love them both. I know you do. I'm not doing that. Neither again? I can't say that. I got to change the rules around here. You do. Okay. Do. Last one. Drew Hill or 112? I'm going 112. Drew Hill only had a few little hits. I mean, I like Cisco. When I get sound effects, you would definitely have gotten some wah, wah, what? wah. No. Peaches and cream. Drew Hill? These are the times? Beauty? Yeah. Come on. Right? Come I on. I like come the one-two step a little bit more. <sighs> Megan, all right, we're wrapping it. We're wrapping this thing up. Please let our listeners, our YouTube viewers, our Instagram fam, let them know where they can find you, how they can follow you, and support you. So I am Megan Monroe on Instagram. That is M E G H A N N underscore Monroe M O N R O E. Um, you can book appointments with me at getglammed.com, G E T G L A M D dot com. I also sell hair at getglammedhair.com. Um, and that's about it. I love it. I love you, Megan. Thank you I love so you much. Too. Thank y'all for tuning in. Listen, today is the fourth birthday of Confessions of a Workaholic. Next month, on April 24th, we are celebrating the 100th episode oh with, give me a drum roll. Somebody give me a drum roll. Yeah, with my very first live podcast right here in ATL. So if you are on Instagram, click the link in my bio for details. If you are listening to this podcast episode, check the show notes. And if you are watching on YouTube, check out the description box below. Thank y'all so much for so all of your fun. support. Thank you for tuning in. Megan, I love you. Come on. Let's work, let's work. Come on, let's work, let's work. Come on, let's work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.